What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Flex Fantasy Network. Dylan here with Cameron and Ian. So another week is in the books, guys. We've got week four coming up. How you doing right now? Feeling great, man. This was this was one of those uh, not a very good week for me personally. <laughs> another oh, one of those weeks where it's like I know that somebody's out there winning. I just don't know who it could possibly be. <laughs> we're taking be. all of we're taking all of our lumps like. At the same time, it seems the three of us, because like week one was horrible for us. Week two was like, okay, we're back on track. And then back to week three, where the same players that disappointed in week one disappointed again. It seems my main dynasty team has gone 90 points, 190 points, 90 points. And guess which week week I played against you. The 90 point week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I'm tuning in from the from the eye of the storm here. I'm uh, I'm Live smack reporting. in the middle of Hurricane Ian. A hurricane that's, that's named, a after named it after you. A hurricane that's named what? after me. So yeah. you know, if I if I go black in the middle of it, uh, you we know, know why. Happened. You just the show must go on. Just go exactly. on without me. Yeah, well, you can Trooper. bring the live bring the live updates. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll tune in on my phone and I'll go out front just to show you guys everything going on. You can see the, <laughs> the branches and the stop signs flying around. Oh my god. Yeah, stay safe out there. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Is it? It's not hitting right now, right? It's coming later tonight. No, it's it's currently going on. Oh. Yeah, I could go black at any point. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that fire window. Here. That window is the only thing standing between me and. Are you be doing this live? <laughs> yeah. For the so people. Dangerous. This bring a For little edge people. to the bring a little edge. To the <laughs> exactly. Just a little bit. Will Just Ian die? Yeah. Hey. Listen, if we start if we start talking about my guys, I'm inclined to just walk to just open yeah. that window right <laughs> now. So. Walk into the storm. <laughs> Take me. So we're gonna just recap. We'll go through all of the matchups of the week. Recap, just kind of reflect and see where we are after week three, heading into week four. You know, talk about some players that are rising, falling, some situations that are frustrating or doing well. Just basically our biggest takeaways of the week. So make sure to like and subscribe before we get started. Get in our Discord, follow us on Twitter, all that stuff that you do for a YouTube channel. You know the drill. But, you know, let's get started with the Steelers-Browns game. That was the Thursday night game. And Pittsburgh offense just continues to look bad under Mitch Trubisky. That being said, Deontay Johnson is getting a ton of targets. So he's like, he's obviously still a must-start player, even though he's underperformed. I, I bet better days are to come, but just in general, that offense has looked so bad. I can't wait to see Kenny Pickett finally there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you have and you have the whole uh, Steelers wide receiver core apparently calling out Mitch Trubisky at this point, uh, talking about how they're always open. Like, it look, it's it's pretty rough there. Mike Tomlin has come out ahead of Week Four and said that they're still going to roll with with uh, Mitch, but you got to think that the Kenny Pickett era starts soon. Who do they? Do you guys happen to know offhand who they play next week? I don't. Out of curiosity. I don't know. Um, I can find it very quickly here. They play, I'd just be um, curious. Play the Jets and then Buffalo, Tampa. Miami. What are you doing? Play 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 the rookie against the Jets, man. Like that's literally like playing a preseason game almost. Yeah, because you don't want to play them against Buffalo. I you don't I mean, want to play them against Buffalo. Like not going to let or Tampa his, or Tampa or Miami start. or right. Philly. The next four games are death after that. Yeah. That's just craziness. <laughs> That's like because listen, no one wants to be a Flores man. It's probably Flores started to his first game of his career off of that hip injury against Aaron Donald. Like you yeah. know, 
you want to give them the best chance to like have a semblance of confidence. But anyway, for the sake of the game, yeah, no, these these uh, I was tuning in. I was actually at a funeral. Um, but I'm a, you had I'm the phone down your lap. No, 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 I'm a degenerate guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a degenerate. In your lap. I'd be in the same. I'd be in the same situation if I was out of the. I had the Amazon Prime app pulled up and keyed in on the. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> it was just the viewing. It wasn't, wasn't at like least the... like a distant relative, like a third cousin or something. No, no, no. She was she was a, she was a second cousin. Oh, okay, well, come love on. Her, come love her. Love her. Very yeah. sweet. Very sweet woman. But yeah. but oh, it was the viewing. It was the viewing. I had the Amazon Prime app, and I, you know, I was just I was looking at it during a lot of the prayers and stuff. And I got to say, I was throwing out a prayer on, on behalf of the, the Steelers pass catchers, because I don't think oh I've God. ever seen such bad body language uh, on a team full of wide receivers. I mean, I mean it Deontay, was unanimous. We heard before the week uh, Pickens come out and basically say, dude, I'm open on 99% of my routes, throw me the ball. And then Deontay Johnson's like throwing a hissy fit on the field when Mitch Trubisky's not hitting him with the ball. So it's rough, but like Deontay Cameron has some stats written out here. And Deontay is one of two guys through the first three weeks that's seen double digit targets every game. So that's yeah. awesome. Like he, he has the same role he always has had and he will be just fine. I think with Najee Harris, you're just having a far less efficient, lower opportunity share Najee from last year, which is kind of frustrating and scary, really limiting the yeah. ceiling. There. I mean, the floor is there, but the ceiling is very small right now. Yeah. So this was the fear for me with uh, Najee Harris. And this is why I was fading him in the first round this year. He was going up as a top five running back in the first round. Uh, like I was afraid that we already know that he's not a guy that tends to have these uh, big, uh, like explosive plays, but then also like, what if his like near league best opportunity share sort of takes a, takes even a small step back. What if the Steelers pass less overall, and um, through three weeks, uh, he's averaging a 70% snap share. Last year, he only had two games below that mark. So uh, his opportunity share has gone down. His snap share has gone down. His target share has gone down compared to what he did last year through three weeks this year. So, I mean, it seems like if this, if this keeps up and it seems like they have hit on a guy in a, like Jalen Warren that, that, that can come in and spell Najee and be effective doing so, uh, this could be a down year for Najee. I don't think that that he's a good bet to return on that top five no. draft slot. I think know. he'll probably be a top 15 guy, definitely, because of that volume mm -hmm. still is there. To some yeah, the volume is still there, just not like elite, elite like it was last year. Which is what if was you look him over the top last year because he's not an efficient player in any facet. Right. And if you look at their third down efficiency during this game, man, they converted on one out of nine. They're not sustaining drives. They're putrid, one of the worst in the league uh, at, at, you know, sustaining drives, getting into the red zone and scoring points. And honestly, that's where, like, that's where having a guy like Najee is so valuable is because you know that you're going to get all of those goal line carries. You're going to get all of that red zone work, those screens in the red zone, stuff like that. If they're not sustaining drives, they're not getting down there. All you're getting is really a lot of just grinders. Between the 20 stuff. Between the 20 stuff. Right. And we just talked about the murderer's road that they're uh, like that they're going to face coming up. So if I had Najee in a redraft league, I would be trying to sell him right now. If you can, I would too. I think yeah. you still can. So just have the strength of his name, right? Like if you mm -hmm. can make a swap, like we'll talk about some guys later, but there, but there are, I think some guys that you can make a credible offer for. Yeah. On the other side though, the Browns, like Brissett picked apart this defense all night. It was crazy. And, and Joku had a big game. I think his role is going to be there for a tight end. He's someone, I'll definitely start at the very least, but Amari Cooper, another 
big target share from him. Another game over 100 yards and a touchdown. So he's looking like a possible value. Yeah, I don't expect it to continue at this pace all year long, but he's clearly the number one. And the offense is competent enough where he's definitely going to be a wide receiver too, rest of season. Is a 30% target share. He's leading the NFL in area yard share. So like he he is Great. far and away the guy in the passing game. Uh and he, you know, he's he's an interesting guy to target because you know that Watson's coming. Like you know that there'll be a, a massive upgrade to the passing game down down the stretch in those big um uh, fantasy playoffs games uh that you need, you know. Right. Unfortunately, I think he scored this is just a really tough time to to trade for him off of those two games. No, um, I wouldn't yeah. for him. So, I think it's yeah, like I think it's an issue of the people that have him know what they have. The people that don't have him have no right, idea, right, right, right. No yeah, idea he, what he's doing. He's definitely an interesting player because I came into this season like you guys with like this 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 idea in my head that he's just going to be lackluster, okay, up until no. a certain point, and then he, he might be. He has the potential. He has the talent to be and the target share history to be like a league winner down the stretch when Deshaun comes back if they're able to move the ball right but he's even still with Brissett I mean that that target share I was I was uh I was watching something pretty interesting earlier talking about him and they basically posed a question for Dynasty like hey what's the big diff like honestly what's the big gap between Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams right now when you look at age and you look at you know past market share and you look at uh, last production for me way yeah. less production but look at the quarterback difference for Dynasty you know, it's well, interesting. John Watson, true. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But moving on, though, Ravens, Patriots. The Ravens continue to be awesome. Lamar Jackson, this he's like a early fantasy MVP right now. Just, I think he's yeah, the early, early uh, like NFL MVP. Right, yeah, right. He's the front runner for MVP right now. He's... I mean, forty points. Him and Hurts. Weeks. Mm-hmm. Here. Just absolutely nuts. Another hundred yard rushing game. Four touchdown through the air. So. Nothing to say there. I mean, Devin DuVernay is getting involved. Bateman is good. You start everyone there in the passing game. <laughs> DuVernay. <laughs> Yo, that got real French real fast. <laughs> DuVernay. Devin uh, DuVernay. The dude has uh, – the dude's what? Uh, wide receiver 21 through three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's also yeah, like two catches a game though. So I know. I I'm not starting him, but like, up. look, he's even getting involved scoring touchdowns. Well, yeah. it's good for Lamar, and that's the conversation that has. Like, okay, that's one more weapon, one more notch in his belt. Like, that's one more guy he can use in the red zone, along with Andrews, along with Bateman. Like, it's good for Lamar to know that he has other guys that he can look to and who can make plays for him. The bigger story is J.K. Tobbins returning and seeing, you know, 43% of the snaps. And I'll still want to wait another week. They get Buffalo next week, so I'm not going to throw rush him out into my lineups. But as soon as he hits that like 60% snap share, starts getting 12 plus opportunities, I get, you know, he'll be back in my lineup. He survived the game without any further injury concerns, at least. So, you know, he's coming back. Yeah, they're easing him in here. He, 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 uh, it was seven to six rushing attempts between him and, um, who's the other, uh, Justice Hill there, uh, 44% snap share, like you said. Um, I expect that that will just grow over the coming weeks Definitely. and that he'll eventually be, he'll eventually be like far and away the leader in the backfield, but uh, super encouraging to see a guy that I was discouraged about is uh, like Rashad Bateman. Uh, he just continues to be a part-time player. I don't really know what they're doing with him. He has a 63% snap share on the year, 63% snap share 
in this game, 80% route participation, 19% target here. I mean, that's not a wide receiver one profile. Like that, that's the profile of like a, of like a rookie almost that like you're trying to like break into your offense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's only on pace for 103 targets. Like that could be like a wide receiver three season. And I, and I still think that this guy's really good. I still think that, that like, it's still right to have like high expectations for him. But I mean, this is, this is not very encouraging going forward. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of fading Bateman, but it is weird considering that they are throwing the ball a lot. It's just so much of it is going to Mark Andrews right now. Yeah, it's just so clear and obvious that Mark Andrews is Mark a top Andrews guy. Mark Andrews like a 40% target share. Yeah. It's insane. Close yeah. to 40%, I he's, think, over the last three weeks. Yeah. He's so good. I, I thought that maybe last year was going to be a little bit of an outlier or like I, looking back on his Travis career, or like that would be like his that would be like his best year. But no, for like Dynasty, he's – I'm like, if you have him, you just have a 26 year old tight end that's going to crush for like five years now. Like, he's like, even in redraft, I'd probably now be willing to put him ahead of Travis Kelsey, you know, yeah, tight end one to own right now. He's the guy, definitely, definitely. And, and like the conversation in Dynasty is, do you want him over uh, Pitts? And I, I mean, and I think that there's, I, I mean, it's hard to say that, that like you don't want him over Pitts. Like, he, he, he's, he's just still. because Pitts He's is like absolutely crushing. I know. Yeah, like you, yeah, like you get the five years or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that there is a conversation to be had. I, I think that through three weeks, at least for me, like it's no longer just a clear dynasty tight end one with Pitts. I think it's more of a tier of Pitts and uh, Mark Andrews because he, he's just, just and whether he's you're. Just, yeah, it depends whether you're competing or rebuilding. Where which guy? Mark Andrews you're... is 26. He's got he's got like five or six more years of this. I think uh, 27. Yeah, but still, that's really? not that's not old at all for a tight end. No, he must have just turned 27. Yeah. On the flip side, he's though, crushing. Yeah, on the flip side in New England, man, as you guys were giving me crap the first two weeks, it did not pan out for Ramondre Stevenson. But actually, week two and week three have been a different story than week one when. Ty Montgomery came down. He is the third down guy now. And I'm starting to think that he might actually have been a good draft pick, even though it didn't work out right away. And he had a big so, game here. Out, so out was there like an injury in this game? Harris. Like, yeah, I didn't see like, was there like a Harris injury in this game or something? No, no. Was there not? Or I looked it up and it said that there was some sort of knee injury. No, he had no, he had, that like, was at the very end of the last game. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. No, there wasn't anything like that. It's just Ramondre. Got that's good rolling. news for Stevenson then. I know, yeah. Yeah, because Stevenson was the clear leader in terms of routes, and he uh, had uh, five targets. Like we have to see what he does when uh, like Ty Montgomery comes back because it looked like they they did want to use him as a third down guy before he right. got injured. But um, like this is looking good. That's encouraging. I assume that there had been some sort of Harris injury because I had read about it. I mean, but yeah, like if they were both healthy all game. This is I guess this is a really good uh, this is a really good sign. You're just such a Stevenson hater. You can't believe that he would do it well, all. Well, I mean, I looked it up. <laughs> like, I looked it up, and it said, and it no, said he had, that there was a Harris injury. He was that. dealing with a minor injury, but yeah. nothing that got reactivated okay. or anything. Yeah. I see. I and see, I Mac see. Jones did go out, so yeah, we're probably going to have the Brian Hoyer experience for the next month or so. Which could uh, be good for Stevenson in the dump-offs. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, it could be good for Stevenson, but it could be – I mean, we're already this 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 offense, this offense was already on like DefCon one, and now you're adding in a Brian Hoyer element to it. So you know, I, I <laughs> which just, is not a good element. It's not. <laughs> it's Brian not a good Hoyer. element. This, the Brian this, this Hoyer elements has never made anything better. <laughs> no, it's very quickly approaching. I want 
nobody in this on this team in my lineup. We were close to that status. Already. We were we close, were close to, that to that already. already. Yeah. yeah, like Myers might like you know garbage target his yeah. way into your lineup, but. Uh, Devontae Parker did have a monster game for the record, five for 156. Obviously, he was catching some uh, some bombs. Good for him. In the absence um, of Myers, I think. I in the absence of Myers. Yeah. Moving on, though, you got Philly at Washington. Philly put the beat down on them. Dude, between Philly and Buffalo, like, and even and Baltimore, you could say as well, these offenses are just firing on all cylinders right now. Jalen Hurts is going to be in that MVP conversation, fantasy and real MV, real life MVP as well. And Devontae Smith had a monster game here. And I, it's starting to look like my take that, you know, fade pass catchers in Philly is just going to – All of our takes. Completely <laughs> wrong. I, I just no. One, I think. I think that this was a that this was an offseason take that pretty much anybody that pays attention to fantasy was like jumping on was that was that Hurts was only going to be able to support one wide receiver or one uh, like pass catcher there tops but I mean through three weeks he's he's the uh, highest rated passer on BFF they're twelfth in terms of dropbacks they're still above uh, expectation in, in terms of uh, like pass attempts he's 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 great passing from the pocket which last year that was like his big like Achilles heel. Like he was really good on the move, uh, but couldn't do anything from the pocket this year. He's fantastic. Like he's, he's basically leveled up. Like he's done the like Josh Allen thing. Yeah. He's uh, done a level up. He got the Stefan Diggs in the form of AJ Brown and he's leveled up. Absolutely terrifying for, yeah. for the rest of the NFL. And this roster is really, really good. And, and they have like two fantasy. first round picks. Yeah. 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 No, it's absolutely terrifying. And, uh, and I was, uh, I was, I was watching something talking about for dynasty for super flex where, where Jalen hurts is sitting right now. And, Top you know, it, it's so funny because in, in the, this past off season, we were all so, it was so up in the air. I was so out on hurts. I viewed him as a one-year rental. If you were drafting him in your super flex dynasty league, I thought he was like a one-year rental. I thought there was, I was no way. He was a guy I was trying to buy because he's also leading the NFL now in terms of carries per game. So like he's doing all this through the air yeah. and he's, and he's uh, either the premier or the second best rushing quarterback in the NFL. Right if now. Lamar wasn't doing what he was doing right now, all we could talk about would be Jalen hurts. He's been everything to this point in the year. He's been unbelievable. However, I want to say something to the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Are you listening? Philly? You beat the commanders, the lions, and primetime Kirk Vikings. It doesn't even matter, though. Slow your roll. No, 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 no. I'm like, just saying the easiest schedule the rest of the way, season. too. Yeah, no, it's I'm just saying slow down. Yeah, but when the playoffs – guess what? The playoffs them. are going to happen eventually, and they're going to have to play a real team. This happens to the NFC East team every year. They're going well, to have to play care a about I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be about fine. Jordan Davis is tearing it up, dude. I can't take the week three Super Bowl parties. Chill out. The only thing to mention uh, the commanders, though, man, is Curtis Samuel, another double-digit target game. That that comes out of nowhere. Look, this guy is a wide receiver one through three weeks, um, ahead yeah, of McLaurin, ahead of Dotson, even in terms of target share. And and he's been and he's been super uh, schemed up to like like they're moving him all over the formation. Uh, he's got he's had he's had slots out of the backfield, uh, the slot out wide. Week one, they had this dude lined up at the tight end. Yeah. Uh, for one snap. So like he's getting the sort of like Amon Ross St. Brown. Like if, if uh, he's Cooper cup light, then I think that Curtis Samuel is like Amon Ross St. Brown light. 
Like he's oh, like a Pokemon, like de-evolution, right? Um, but it's I mean, he's a full-time him. player. Like he's out there, he's out there every snap for them. Uh, he has a 20, 23.6% target share. Like, I don't think that this is going anywhere. I think that he's a integral part of the offense. I don't think it's a fluke. Yeah. I don't know if it can maintain this level, but like start him for fantasy for the foreseeable future until anything changes, you know, he's a must start guy right now. Yeah. Like I think that they're going to keep scheming this stuff to him. I mean, unless, unless things change majorly for them like they're moving them all over the place they're getting them these touches on purpose yeah and then raiders titans titans squeaked one out here raiders are zero and three right now but you know derrick henry gets back on track for fantasy and you know we've debated like whether he looks like the old derrick henry or not but it doesn't matter to me because that volume is back i just i think week two was just such a bad matchup against the bills that just completely shut him down it was the worst matchup. Yeah, going forward, I feel totally fine about Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. There's um, not a worse matchup for Derrick Henry with the game script that he depends on than the right. Bills because they're going to be up and their and their front seven is is unbelievable. Great rush defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The big, you know, the thing I want to look at is Traylon Burks here because he's getting more and more involved, even though the targets weren't there. He's out on the field right now. I think Cameron put in like what he was basically a full time player. He was out there for every Tannehill dropback. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, this was his. So, so now we have the two ingredients that we need from uh, Traylon Burke to see like a breakout from him, but across two, across three separate games. So, the first two weeks we had the involvement, but, but we didn't have all of the snaps. The third week we had all of the snaps where he, he played more than any other wide receiver on the team, but we didn't necessarily have the involvement. He got, he got an inch away from a touchdown. Otherwise, uh, like we might not be talking about him, um, but. I think that he's a guy that might be on a lot of waiver wires right now. Like, like people might have dropped him through week one or uh, <clears> two, <throat> and he's a guy that I would stash in a. I would like, be stash. Right, like, he's like he, he's a uh, full time player there now. Yeah, I'm looking at a potential second half breakout for redraft because they just have they have nobody there, and they need a wide receiver one to take over in that team as well. And then on the flip side, man, Mac Hollins, huge game. You know, pick him up in those deeper leagues. I'm not reading too much into it. But, you know, the thing on the Raiders is that Josh Jacobs is clearly the same guy he used to be with that workload. He got six targets this time. Um, So he's the same old Josh Jacobs, which is not fantastic for fantasy. But, you know, it's like a top 20 running back that will have some kind of baseline floor because of the volume he gets. He just got to he's got to score touchdowns and be in the right game script, which hasn't happened for them so far. Yeah, it just appears that things might be rough in L.A. (laughs) I was going to say, so or, actually, um, Las Vegas. For Vegas, their O line is apparently one of the worst in the league. It's absolutely maybe the one worst. of the worst in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a guy so, they, cut, they cut their first round left left tackle pick. Leatherwood. Oh, yeah. Leatherwood. Yeah. They did. <laughs> yeah. Right. He gone. <laughs> yeah. So, so their O line has been like a revelation of, of how bad it's been. So, <laughs> an anti revelation. Um, an so, this is, this is, uh, this is, a situation where we were going through the offseason projecting this this division to be the gauntlet with four powerhouses there might still be some offensive you know showdowns as the year goes along but you know at 0 and 3 their season is almost mathematically already over which is pretty rough um yeah it's like jacobs, 1% of 0 and 3 teams ever get into the playoffs something like right. that right but josh jacobs has had yeah it seems like an impossible task to make the playoffs mm-hmm. now 
Yeah, I mean, otherwise, though, you know, continue playing Devontae Adams with confidence. He's still got 10 targets in this one. He's, okay, he's the best red zone weapon in, in football. It's insane. Yeah, Waller Waller also. Waller could have had a much bigger game. I think he dropped, like, dropped two, the touchdown two, uh, at the scores. end. Yeah. And then one of the ugliest games of the week, expected Texans-Bears, but the Damian Pierce breakout game here, this was a coming out party for him. He looks good. He's, you know, taken over, I, I assume here, in, at least when they're in positive game scripts over Rex Burkhead. Uh, Which should happen um, <laughs> no <rare>. more times. <laughs> no more times, actually. I just checked the schedule. <laughs> the Bears are probably the absolute they are the, worst team in the NFL. They, they passed, are the they passed anti, 17 times again. They're the anti-positive game script team. That yeah. is, is what they live by. I you thought that, like, maybe after, like, what we saw to them for the first two weeks, like, the Bears might come out and try to, like, quiet the rumors that, like, they're trying to run a 1940s NFL offense. But, nope, no, 17 attempts. Dude, they're 2-1, bro. Attempts. They're 2-1. and one. <laughs> Whatever. Dude. How atrocious is this? 20, Fields is 23 of 45 through three weeks with 297 yards. He's averaging less than 100 yards a game, less than Fields 10. is he, – he, he is far and away the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Like for I look up uh, for real life, yeah, yeah, for real life. I think I mean, and I was like a Fields guy. I think that he's just straight up bad. I think that he doesn't know what to do on the field because I was looking at this uh, stat, or it was a it was a chart that had uh, PFF O line grade compared with sack rate, and like normally, like that has a pretty tight like correlation, right? Like if like your O line grade goes down, your sack rate goes up, right? But mm -hmm. the Bears are like middle of the pack in terms of like O line grade, so like they're doing okay. Justin Field was far and away sacked the most. Like so, he's, he's just, just running into he's just running. He's just into like holding sacks. on to the ball. He's not. He's, he's, yeah, yeah he, he like he like doesn't of, know what to do. It's there's a, a lot of negative components to this offense. I think the coaching staff, the pieces around him, Justin Fields himself. But you know, as long as David Montgomery is out, Khalil Herbert's going to be a good start for you know. He was one of the hottest waiver wire pickups. As long as that yeah. is. And I don't know, Montgomery might not even miss any time, but, you know, that's the mm -hmm. only big story out of Chicago. You don't start any of the pass catchers unless things drastically change. I mean, you could I basically mean, cut Mooney. Drop and, Mooney. Yeah. yeah, like that's what I would say is like drop Mooney. Like, you so you guys are totally cool. You guys totally cool cutting Mooney. Absolutely. You're passing the ball like 15 no, times. I know, I know, I know. I, 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 the only argument that I have for it, the only argument that I would have for holding him is, is all past stuff. It's all what we've seen him do in the past. We know he's a good player. He's, He's right. by it wasn't even that the uh, well, he was uh, the top, yeah, what twenty guy, yeah. top twenty guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top twenty-four guy. He yeah. was he he is the he is the number one weapon on that team. So if they ever pull their head out of their rear end, it would be directly correlated <laughs> with him getting more action. Like yeah. that's just right, the right, right. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yards. Yeah. I just, I just, I mean, so much has to go right in order for them to even be what they were last year. You know what I mean? That's crazy it's, to me. It seems like they've taken a huge step back. Yeah. And then, man, defensive Chief, head coaches, folks. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Don't a good, do it. But, man, the Indianapolis beat the Chiefs this week and kind of a come down for the Chiefs offense. You know, Kelsey's still fine. Uh, not a very good showing for Clyde here, right? I mean, he had like seven carries and no yards on the ground. So he He's, fell back down. He had enough targets that kind of saved his day a little bit. Um, and he know, did. And he, he did for the first time, I think, since week, what was it, like week two of la of uh, his rookie year, 
he got a uh, red zone opportunity that he converted into a uh, touchdown that absolutely saved his day. Yeah. Oh, right. He got in the end zone. So, yeah, he ended up being okay for fans. He ended up having like 15 or 16 in PPR. It was a goal um, line. Goal line carry. That's what I mean. Yeah. But right. he had zero He had zero yards on the ground, uh, which is very seldom something you want to say about your running back. Seven for zero and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> the Jerome Bettis special. I mean, not like, the, the not Mike like, Evans, yeah, right. yeah, the running back position, really not too much to talk about. No really big takeaways in this game for me. Like Pittman is good. Jonathan Taylor down game, but he's getting the workload. He's good. You know, we, yes. Know. What I want to say for the chiefs though, is if you can sell CEH, do it. Uh, every single person in the I fantasy would. industry this week is telling you to sell CEH. Like if you listen to anything, uh, consume any kind of fantasy content, like you'll hear the yeah. same thing. But like that doesn't mean like there are still people in your league that you know may want may just look at fantasy points and he's fourth in fantasy points per game at the position. But mm-hmm. that 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 is not going to continue. Like get this dude off of your roster. He's a fake workhorse uh, and he's not good. <laughs> okay, so going on I'm to done. the next game. The fake I'm done game. with all the Ceh memes. Huh? <laughs> the dude, I, the dude stinks. No, so I'm. So I was right. Was you were right. right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I can't get that. I, I can't get that. I can't get that gif out of my head with the horse. The like it's, it, well, with the lip. That's we're like the Clydesdale to the uh, to the uh, glue factory here. Yeah. Let's move on to the Saints, Carolina. So, could you, if you could swing a trade for like Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Alvin Kamara, like even if you have to give a little bit of something, that's the type of trade I would look to do a million times because. Camara, I guess bad I'm game. Here. I don't even. I don't even know Kamara, about that. Honestly, really? the Kamara situation is weird. Got, it's like I mean, Twilight Zone. fifteen carries I mean, and I seven would. targets, and that was just an yeah. awful game, man. Right. I mean, like the opportunity share is really, really good. Like he's seventh in the NFL in terms of uh, like opportunity share, uh, uh, and I think seventh in terms of target share to the running backs as well through three weeks. So he has. So he has a solid role. Um, I, I, you know, I just don't know about the Saints. Situation. Wouldn't trade I, Clyde for Kamara. No, I would. Okay. No, like for sure. But I would. I, I mean, like, I would, how I would is try that deal, to go get someone better. How does that deal manifest? Is my question because you're Nobody not giving Clyde one for one for Kamara. Nobody so I'm guessing you're giving Clyde plus a little, a little something. I guess plus a yeah, little like something that doesn't something. mean anything. You could get. You could uh, swing it. I think. I'm with Cameron. So I would down. be going. I would People be going so for like. I'd be going for like Jonathan Taylor. Oh my god. Uh that's a little I mean if you can swing it go yeah do it. But He's going off of back to back like 8 point games. It seems like every running back except for Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb are coming off of terrible games. <laughs> yeah, the running back True. position is is is, or is CMC. massively down. Yeah. Well, CMC in this same game, 25 carries, 100 yards, but again, didn't get in the end zone, only two receptions for 7 yards, so Baker was atrocious here. Jameis was Dude, Baker. Baker is just—he's just—he's kryptonite. He's an—he's <laughs> actually fantasy kryptonite. You put him on a team, and everyone around him is just worse. It's, yeah. it's, Six targets, one catch for two yards here. Like, it's brutal. Yeah, like we're gonna need—we're gonna need to get uh, like Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad on the case. <laughs> Definitely. Like I want to see. Like I want to see a cut up, or at least like DJ who's Moore's DJ Moore's dad. Does DJ Moore have a dad? I'm sure. Yeah, like get him on the case. Get him on the case. And if not, somebody somebody needs to step up because like everything is still there for DJ Moore. Like he's still leading the teams in target share, air yards, rap participation, all this. His catch rate is in the dumps. 
It's like half of what his career average is because Baker Mayfield just sails balls over like over and over and over again. You can like watch any Panthers game and it's just a it's just a reel of Baker Mayfield missing a wide open DJ Moore over and over. Um, so and it's not I mean, it's not going to get better. This is like this is just a lost year. Baker Mayfield stinks. Get him out of there. Sam Darnold Cam- will be better. Cameron, it's a good. It's a good thing Waddle is smashing for you, by the way, for Dynasty, because I don't know if you've seen what DJ Moore's done. He's down to wide receiver 34. I was talking about him. trade cut. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, in Dynasty, he's an absolute buy. Like, he's still, like, really, really more, good. Moore has dropped from, like, like 20 spots in the last couple of weeks. That's the Baker effect. Wait till, wait till they get that quarterback. <laughs> and really, really quickly, really quickly, we have, to, we have to say something about Olave, man. I was going into him next, yeah. Okay. Breakout. 541 air yards. He is he is uh yeah, he's 160 far. more air yards than the next highest guy, which would actually be Cortland Sutton at 381. Yeah. Just unbelievable air yardage, like like depth of target on him. You know, Jameis is just Jameis is Jameis. Jameis he is, is even it up there, just like old Jameis. He's not afraid. He's like the best thing you could. He's the anti-baker. He's the best thing you could ask for for fantasy because <laughs> he will just, he doesn't care about throwing picks. He doesn't care about looking stupid. He's there to chew bubble gum and chuck yeah. 60 yarders up there. And he's all out of bubble gum and he's yeah. going to keep doing it. for yeah, the, Lave. Right. Like if you watch the touchdown pass that he threw to uh, uh, Callaway, I think it was like he threw that ball. Oh, he he threw that coverage. ball into like into like a like massive humanity. There were like two Saints and three and three and three uh, like Panthers there. He just like he just like saw five guys. It was like fuck it. Like I'm, I'm throwing it up. He's like he's like he's like forty percent chance of success, sixty percent chance of failure. Ah, I, I didn't I didn't major in math anyway. <laughs> I yeah, love it. It's not only the air yards for Olave through through uh three weeks. I saw the guy has the guy has the most rookie targets in the last 15 years. I mean, three weeks, thir- 32 targets. These rookie first round wide receivers are all smashing just about crushing, crushing more or less all of them. It's, yeah, it's dude. It's just a thing from now on. Just draft rookie first round wide receivers. It seems like they're expected. I don't know what the ADP is going to be on these guys next year. But I know be... that's the thing is they were already driven up on boards and we were like, Oh my gosh, but they're pretty good. I don't know if I should pay it. And now we're three weeks in like, God dang it. Why didn't I pay it? I know. Well, let's keep moving through these. You got the lions Vikings, two injuries here to the running backs. Jamal. Uh, sorry. Uh, DeAndre Swift DeAndre is going to miss yeah. like two weeks, you know? So Jamal Williams becomes a good start there. That's a shame, but and Dalvin Cook injures the shoulder again, which he injures like every season. He misses one or two games from this. So yeah, this is a concern. This is a concern. Like Cook, like if there's like anybody in the NFL that's actually like prone uh, uh, to getting injured, it's going to be a guy like Cook. Like this shit like, goes that, back uh, to like his like high school playing days. Like literally, like coming out of like like. Coming into college, this was a concern. Like he had but like already had shoulder trouble. Like he's, he's injured the shoulder like three straight years though, and he always plays with the bionic arm thing. Yeah, like they put on the device, they put on the that they that they go to Gronk. They, they... <laughs> he showed up. He showed up at Vikings training camp his rookie year with his shoulder in his hands. Like he like he came detached from his <laughs> shoulder and he fixed just, me. He, he put, he put it on before year, games. Though? Last year, when we, we we thought he would miss a game, he ended up playing on prime time and putting up 200 yards with the bionic. He crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah we thought he would miss like three games. And he dominated. So as long yeah. as he's playing, put him out there. If not, you put out Madison. You know, it's pretty simple. 
cut right. and dry there. And I think with Swift, same deal. Jamal Williams becomes a good play. You pick up Craig Reynolds in deeper leagues. Um, Swift is an interesting conversation because, I, like, I've, I've I've been looking at the numbers and everything. It's, he got hurt, which really sucks. And and obviously he's great, but are you guys in any way concerned about the fact that this is like the one guy that we consider to be a top level running back who just gets sixty percent of his opportunities taken away, just seemingly for no reason? Uh, I think he's I think he's like an Alvin Kamara, basically. Yeah, he's he just fine. like yeah, he just like can't stay healthy. You just need the targets, yeah, from him. As long as the targets are coming, I'm okay. He doesn't get any red zone though. Alvin Kamara gets gets goal line touches. Like Swift, like Jamal Williams has like five touchdowns. And he's like a Swift Kamara only... light kind of player, I think. He's, but yeah, can... like, that's how I think of him in terms of like dynasty, or whatever. Like first two years of Alvin Kamara, sort of, sort of thing. Yeah, but it is it is definitely annoying. Except Kamara's first two years was like a top three guy or something. Right. Kamara came out and he was and he was absolutely well, he smashing. was just ridiculously efficient. And then Swift is too, for the most part. Just yeah, Swift was Yeah, Swift uh Swift has been a let's see, what was the points per game last year? Yeah, so and last year he was top ten. Yeah, he was like number eight in terms of points per game. I just think he hasn't been healthy enough. Um and yeah, I mean like it is annoying that yeah, like you have a guy there taking, uh, especially this year, taking uh, like the red zone opportunities. Yeah, for sure. And then Ian's Dolphins took care of business at home against the Bills. Fins up. You know, it was a little bit ugly for <laughs> all so Jalen Waddle. <laughs> but down game, I mean, this was a weird game script. Like Buffalo just dominated time of possession, dominated. Crazy. Insane. I think Miami only threw like 18 passes, right? So there wasn't yeah. a lot to go around, but they got they they got it done at the end of the day. They won the game. So like uh, if I had told you, Ian, like if I had just read off the box score of this game, like I was like, okay, like I'm coming, I'm coming from the future. I'm not gonna tell you the score, but here's all the but here's the box score numbers. I know you what you're thought, saying, yeah. You would have thought it was a slaughter. Yes. Yeah. But they, <laughs> yes, that's that's a sign of good coaching, man. They got it done despite all that i guess i don't know man we had that like the butt punt we had all kinds of crazy stuff yeah, happen in this game the dude the dude's gonna have like i don't know like, what is so, it spalding like what's like like what's the brand of the football spalding yeah <laughs> spalding. so if you didn't if you didn't read that stat line and instead you just said to me hey ian i'm coming from the future when you play against the bills there what what was the final the, i think they scored 19 right it was 21 19 21 19 yeah if you came to me and said ian the bills are only going to score 19 points i wouldn't have believed you then either and yeah, the I, defense was dominant the, this is a team that was that's average, I, that's this is a team I that was putting up 40 here. against everybody they were scoring 35 or 40 points against the people they're playing against and the Dolphins held them to 19. That was the difference maker because obviously the offense wasn't really able to do that much. Yeah, and it seemed like and it seemed like every time that I clicked over the game, like Josh Allen was getting sacked. So like I think I think that that was the difference here. You're supposed to get sacked, but dude is impossible to tackle. It's crazy. But for fantasy though, uh, sell down game for Chase Reed. Edmonds. Yeah, like sell Chase Edmonds is like my yes. number one takeaway here. Like he had he, got, he had a game where he where he scored two touchdowns, but his role in week guys, one looked looked like really really me, good, and it's just getting worse and worse. Can I take this over the really eulogy quickly, here, really quickly? This is can a I eulogy. Take over? <laughs> Let me just say, on behalf of Chase Edmonds, as a my guy, we're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pipe in the funeral music. I'm sorry. I missed the mark, and I'm gonna try to do better next time, dude. I should have realized that when they brought in. 
a running guru to fix my team's offense, he was going to be exactly the medicine that they needed to fix their passing offense. The passing game. And would do absolutely nothing for their running game. When you have two of the best, fastest wide receivers in football, like you're going to use them and you're not going to care about the running game as much. I, I really just think it's as simple as that. But the problem here is that Raheem Mostert is the number one. This is two straight games where he outsnapped them. So- Outrushed right. him, out-targeted him, running more routes. Even running more routes. The, the most yeah. thing is the, the most thing is the actual problem because actually, actually, if I had a Edmonds, I probably wouldn't be selling him otherwise because they have their schedule opens up for the next like two months beautifully. After they finish this game against Cincinnati, they have just cupcakes for like a month and a half, and those are the games where I do feel confident starting Chase Edmonds because I think they those can the build up a lead. Yeah, Edmonds is just like not getting used, though. He's not getting used the way that I was hoping he would. If anything, I'm out there hoping maybe Mostert got dropped, and I'm looking to pick up Mostert because I think Mostert, if he stays healthy, which again, that is a gigantic. That's the thing. But that's my takeaway. I'd rather when you get the Jets, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago. I'd rather play Mostert in those matchups because he's going to see more carries. But the thing is, so. So like a weird like wrinkle to all of this is that I I want to sell Chase Edmonds because the opportunity share like everything that we just went over is just uh, it's like not looking good when you stack it up next to a uh, Mostert but you know that Mostert is going to get injured like it's coming right. it's coming like there's no sure. I like I would like I would bet my life savings that this dude is going to be injured. Uh, sooner I mean, it rather happens than later. once a season it's an annual tradition for sure <laughs> right exactly so i mean it's kind of a weird situation i would still if somebody like you know it, this, it depends on what someone had a lot offers of you right it depends on what someone As offers always. you someone comes yeah, in actually looking to pay for those touchdowns and they believe like that, that when the schedule opens up he's going to be you know a high, high you know mid rb2 or something like that then yeah, you sell them. If if no one's interested, and they're just going to give you some peanuts. I don't think he's worth like just liquidating just for the sake that if Mostert goes down during these cupcake matchups, he could be a really solid play. Last thing I'd say is they got the Thursday night game, which is going to be coming out today when this episode airs. I wouldn't play either of them tonight. Bench, bench. bench yeah. Bench. Uh, so just wait and see. Maybe going forward, you could play Mostert, given the good game script potential with those matchups coming up afterwards, but. Until then, you know, they're playing the Bengals. And next game on the docket is Bengals-Jets. Uh, yeah. I mean, neither of them profile as a guy that you necessarily want in uh, your lineup. Like, neither of them right. are really getting They're just not work. getting the volume. Two down yeah. the middle. They're cut. Right. Yeah, well, let's move on to the Bengals-Jets, though, next. Uh, you know, Bengals haven't been lighting it up for fantasy, but I think all of, you know, everything you want to see has been there in terms of target share. The opportunity for all these guys, even Tyler Boyd has been relevant. Uh, the Jets, uh, you know, they've been, they're a bigger story to talk about here because Brees Hall, it hasn't been great for fantasy at all, but he's seeing a ridiculous amount of targets. It's RB2. It's insane. Yeah, no, I yeah. think that's about where we expected him to be at. Uh, minus all these targets, I didn't expect him to see all these targets. He's just not getting a lot of between the tackles work is the weird thing about it. No, no, the targets are crazy. Like he's, He's literally leading the NFL in terms of targets to the running backs uh, through through three weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. The encouraging thing on top of the targets, which like I think is an aberration. I mean, Flacco's Flacco's Flacco. dropping back like seventy times a game. Like, he's just, yeah, Wilson he, will be back this in week four, and things are going to change. Well, I do. So, so, so this team really bad. 
so I do expect Wilson to to like continue to put up a lot of passes. I just think that like a lot of a lot more of them are going to be downfield. So to like, the other team, you're not Elijah checked Moore. down a lot last year. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but so something else that's encouraging though is that is that all three weeks so far, Brees Hall's snap share has continued to grow and grow and grow. Where he had his uh, highest on the year so far in week three, where it was a dead even split between him and Michael Carter, 50 50. So, this, this um, is sort of what I expected, and I expect that it will continue to rise uh, for Brees Hall. Yeah. And then with Garrett Wilson, another good game, 10 targets. Wasn't huge for fantasy, but he's like, he's a locked and loaded star. He's a stud. Me, yeah, he's at, a stud. at this point already. Yeah. Just like Olave, put him in that category. Olave, London, you're starting these guys. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest takeaway for the Bengals is that you've got to go and buy Joe Mixon. Like every single league that you're in, put in an offer for Joe Mixon. This dude, uh, this like the best way that I can say it is that his uh, fantasy points, uh, uh, like the expectation through three weeks this year has been 22 fantasy points, which is absolutely elite. That's like top three running back, but he's actually scored. 13.2 so that's so that's a negative 8.72 difference it's a it's he's so so far below expectation he's getting like the best usage profile this side of Saquon Barkley and CMC like it, he he's like on a level with those guys the best opportunity share he's ever seen number one in the NFL and weighted opportunities fifth and target share seven targets a game it's crazy like and he's just and he just hasn't been producing on it so you've got to go put an offer for him this is the guy who I would try to do CEH plus something to go and get mixed in. Good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to the Jags chargers. One of the shocking games of the slate, the Jaguars crushed Los Angeles on the road here in Los Angeles. And Trevor Lawrence has leveled up, man. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing I could I say. So. Yeah, he, he has, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, question is how high does the ceiling get? Can he be like a top 10 a top five guy for fantasy. I, I think he'll probably be right around top 10 when all things are said and done this year. He's I, mean, not- I think he already is a top 10. Well, when you sure, look at the step sure, back that you've yeah, seen, I just mean well, like what, season, what is he? Well, when you look like at the, when you look right at now. the step backs that he's definitely top 10. Yeah. He's number 10. When you look at, when you look you at the step backs that we've <laughs> we got seen from, <laughs> from these mainstays, Russell Wilson, We'll talk about him, but we're not sure if that's going to bounce back, if that ping pong ball is going to bounce back. Rodgers and Brady both taken sizable steps back. So, you know, you look at these guys who are normally fixtures. Stafford is off to a so-so year. After you get past those elite guys, honestly, it opens up. It's way flatter. There's a lot of space. Yeah, like there's a lot of space for like an elite uh, prospect like him to come in and like step in and be like, hey, I'm here. You know, I've arrived. yeah, right. At the like, moments, I'd rather start him over Russell Wilson and Tom Brady until at least situations. I think changes. so. Like, like, and like a lot of it, it oh, definitely over Brady. But like, like that offense just is like not something like, broken there. Yeah, I mean, like it's just literally not like not like functional. It's uh, format and suck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. and like, like so, I've watched a lot of Jag last year and uh, like this year, and like the big difference that I see is that is that last year flashes were there like two or three times every game you'd say, Oh my God, like, look at that. You know what I mean? And then now the flashes are still there, but the offense is functional and there's like glue holding those things together. So instead of there being 10 horrible plays, like three drives or three in and outs, then like a big bomb downfield where the arm talent shines, it's like 
consistent drives than the flash consistent drives than the flash and like his accuracy rating is top 10 in the league his true completion percentage is top 10 in the league um he's looking like i mean like you said like i really do think that he's taking a huge step up he's supporting a top 10 wide out uh with christian kirk who i don't yeah i mean i think i think that christian kirk is for real too by the way yeah Kirk is real. I would say with Zay Jones, I he had a great game, but I'm actually not inclined to start him going forward. It's just too much. We've seen a full career of him just being bad, where I think he can That's have those sure. games, but I'm not going to want to play him consistently. You yeah, know, I mean, like this for Zay Jones, like this, like this does go back to last year as well. He has, he yeah, has, he was good. He, has, he was good with his. He, he has some yeah. good games here and there. Yeah, sixty-seven targets over his last eight games, eight, eight, eight yeah. point. 8.4 a game and this is a guy that i mean and this was a long long time ago but he uh i think he still has uh, like the fbs record for uh catches in a career and he was a he was a round two draft pick so i, I, I do think he can ball uh as like a wide receiver three i think, I think <clears throat> he's a decent start okay yeah i mean he's an emergency type play that's that's fine for me but probably not right. it's gonna be like an every yeah, week like no upside or anything like yeah, that i don't think so but man, this game included two of my fantasy flag plants, both of them disappointing. I mean, Williams bailed his day out with a touchdown, his only catch on six this targets. This would have been a brutal game for him, yeah. Brutal. I mean, ETN that was his only catch, too? It was his only catch, yeah, one for 15 oh, in the patty. I mean, he did get six targets. He is involved, but just a bad game for the offense in general. I do expect to bounce back from the Chargers and Mike Williams. for Josh Palmer. I think the thing is with Williams is just going to be more of the same boom bust, these bad weeks, these big weeks. And yeah. I don't think we're going to get the consistent stud that I was expecting possibly. Yeah. Through, through uh, three weeks. That's sort of my take on it too, is that he, he, I think is more, you know, like you have a 70% target share, uh, which is more or less what he's done his whole time in the NFL, including last year, aside from those first five weeks. And those first five weeks were like the ultimate tease, right? Because the two was getting like 12 targets a game and doing and doing well on it. Like, I think if they chose to target this dude a lot, like it would look, it would look good, but they're just for whatever reason, not, not choosing to go that way. Yeah, I know. It's weird without Keenan Allen too, but let's go on to Rams Cardinals divisional game. The Rams took this one. I just dude, the Cardinals look so bad on offense. I mean, they're putting up yards and and some points because of for fantasy because Kyler's throwing the ball so much, but they're just the offensive line is brutal, and they're they awful. get anything going on the ground. Uh, Fifty eight passes in this one. Kyler is throwing the ball a ton and being really inefficient. It was good news for Marquise Brown here. He got what seventeen targets in this one. Yeah, so, 17, 18, crazy. I mean, that's the thing. That's the takeaway. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Marquise Brown is a victory. I think he's going to have a great season. Um, yeah, stand so with too. me, brothers. Stand with me. <laughs> we can all bask. We can all bask in his, in his At tiny this point, team. we just got to take the dubs where we can find them, you know? I mean, dude, Greg Dortch got another 10-target game. He's been a stud. <laughs> Dort- the Dorcher chamber. <laughs> he's been a stud. He's been up over 13 points for three straight weeks now. I actually, I actually, unironically, in week three in a twelve-team redraft league, had Greg Dortch started against me this week, and it didn't, it didn't cost the guy anything. It was actually a good start. It's been a good start. Like I would do it again against Carolina next week. <laughs> you know, you oh, can- definitely. Yeah, I think I think this is a role that's like built in, uh, like to the offense. I think that when uh, like Rondell Moore comes back healthy, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks on the podcast. I think this is the exact role that he'll step into. 
um, uh, about 16, 17% target share, um, like basically 100% uh, slot slot rate. Uh, it looks like Cliff Kingsbury just wants to dink and dunk his way to like uh, three wins this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, like, he had, I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I saw Marquise Brown catching hitch routes. Every no, single no, time it, it switched over. Nonstop. Yeah, it was, it was hitch routes. It's hitch nonstop. route after hitch route after hitch route. I know. Yeah. I mean, Kyler, seventeen Kyler, kind of a bad day, but <laughs> yeah, I do it. Yeah, yeah. Like this has to be like the worst seventeen target day for a wide receiver that I've ever seen. It was, it was, it it was so close to being a much, much bigger game though. Like unless you're in a full touchdown. point PPR and so you got the twenty eight points off the t- right. Yeah, yeah, but. Kyler threw uh, three weeks just to just to hammer on this uh, horrible, horrible Cliff Kingsbury offense a little more. Has the lowest air yards per attempt of any uh, starting QB in the NFL. Um, he's been he's been horrible downfield in terms of actually uh, making the connection with the receiver. So he's a thirty three percent deep ball uh, like, uh, uh, completion rate. That's twentieth in the NFL, but he's still very accurate downfield, second in the NFL. So I do think that there is it'll come there. There are deep ball connections coming. Uh, Kyler still uh, when like the rare occasion where he's asked to throw it downfield in this offense, he's 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 still getting the ball where it needs to be. I think that D Hop is going to help for sure. I think Kyler's still going to have a good fantasy season. If anything, because the defense is so bad, they're going to get yeah. so many shootouts here. And he's I do also wait until, the, wait until the close. Wait until the beta closes for the new Call of Duty. He'll- exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one last thing I want to say, though, uh, is um, Cam Akers, I believe, yes. has a shot of earning his workhorse role back. And, like, that's what we're seeing uh, over – like, that's a theme that we're seeing for the Rams over these first three weeks. Week one, the opportunity share was 82% to 14% in favor of uh, 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 Henderson, where where we thought that it was just, you know, Cam Akers' Achilles, something, like it was doghouse, like whatever it was. Then in week two, we saw it 61 to 36 acres. Week three, we saw it 67 to 28 acres. And 67, you're getting close to 70, right? <laughs> and 70 is my cutoff to where I start thinking like, okay, this guy's a workhorse. Like that's like modern NFL workhorse area. What do you mean 67 to 28? That's his uh... opportunity share. Opportunity share. Opportunity share. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to think, man, because it was an exact 50-50 snap share split. And I don't know if one week it could go back to Henderson. I really don't want to play either of them, if I'm being honest, until I I I I mean, to me, like this is like two weeks now. Uh, and we have a sample from Akers rookie year when Henderson and Akers were both healthy, where Akers was just on the field constantly. And then even after the game, like I thought this was interesting. So Akers looked really good too. And he had he he had he had one goal line carry that he converted. He broke a bunch of tackles and converted it into a touchdown. Then he had another red zone carry where he ended up uh, fumbling. And you think like, oh no, maybe he's going to get doghouse again. Well, Sean McVay afterwards, like they asked him about it, and he was like, absolutely not. Like Acres is our like he was basically like Acres is our guy. Like if we if we if we got into a situation where we were going to have to be in a four minute offense, Acres was going to be like he literally said Acres was going to be the guy. Yeah, and. Sean McVay is a guy that when he says something, it happens. Like he, he I is, hope, like I hope he, that's the case. Yeah, he is. He is like the anti Pete Carroll. Like he is <laughs> anti Pete Carroll. He he is like the coach that I mean. He said we're gonna get Allen Robinson more involved. The dude basically had two touchdowns. You know what I mean? It happens over <laughs> and over. 
Well, it was like the same amount of targets. He just chose to use him in the red zone. It's just weird. It's just the running backs, they're getting, neither of them are getting any targets. And if they're basically splitting time on the field, I just, I don't have the confidence yet. I would love to see it. I want to see Akers take over. I have him in our Superflex Dynasty League. Um, I don't have the confidence right now to play either of them, honestly. But, I, you know, I really hope he gets back to that workhorse role. Um, I'll be looking out for that for sure. I don't expect it at this point, but I would not at all uh, be surprised. What I what I expect to happen is that Acres is the, going to dominate on the ground, get like seventy five percent rushes, and then Henderson is going to spell them there and run a bunch of routes. Yeah, and then moving on to the Falcons at Seattle. Falcons win this one. They've had like a surprisingly uh, exciting offense for fantasy with Drake London, Cordero Patterson. Mariota has been a decent like fill-in streamer. Honestly, I had to do it last week and he came through kind of. Kyle Pitts got the targets this week again. I think he's going to be fine. Um, yeah, what else to say about uh, Atlanta? It's just those three guys right there and and really nobody else. There's a big bounce Patterson, back for Pitts. Patterson, Pitts, and London. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Patterson crush Pitts. We saw get the forty percent target share, uh, which was which was great to see. You know, he he obviously came out of the gate slowly. People were there was there was blood in the streets. Like if he had come out and laid a laid a third egg in a row, I don't know. Like you might have seen you might have seen even more blood in the streets. But uh, yeah, like he's gonna be fine going forward. And this offense next year, man. Like whoever they end up drafting at quarterback, plus you're gonna get Calvin Ridley oh, coming back. Awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I don't think Calvin Ridley will be on the team. Maybe, but. They've talked about trading him. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I know. We'll see. Way, with London and Pitts, it's going to be a ton of firepower. It's going to be awesome. Dude, Dude then uh, Seattle. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I I mean, is London an every week start for you guys? Yes. That, yeah. Dude, he's getting like a 30% target. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, no, he's in there. He's getting the red zone looks. He's, too. Been, one of the, he's been one of the better draft uh, picks. For sure. This year. I mean, for right sure. away. But, man, the Seattle, they've been surprising because, look, they're throwing the ball. Um, way more than I expected. I thought yeah, this Geno was Smith has been good. Yeah, he has. And Lockett and Metcalf both had big weeks here for fantasy. Will Disley got involved again. And uh, Rashad Penny's like been efficient, but he's not getting enough looks to be anything, you know, for you to ever want to start him. And I, I'm just looking at the Seattle run game right now, man. And it's like Pete Carroll is trolling us because like <laughs> he's DJ Dallas is out there still. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? This is like this is like week two with the Jets. Like I'm just looking over, looking over. Okay, here's the here. Ty more. Johnson, Ty Johnson. What, yeah. what, what? Why are you out there? You know, what I mean, like DJ Dallas is running eight routes. DJ Dallas is getting three carries. Like that's eleven opportunities. Well, he comes you know out. I mean? He's like their third down guy. Yeah. Why? That's what I'm saying, dude. Why? Get like get get either your first round pick. Or your second round pick out there on third down, right? You know what I mean, right? right. I, I don't you know. Drafted just, both of these guys. That's always how they've been. It's like kind of the Patriots situation. Like they don't want to use those guys on third down. Get them for, out of there, man. I I think it's so funny the whole. Uh, he he was so opposed to letting Russ cook, but it seems like he's totally cool letting Geno cook. When you look at the <laughs> the the amount of carries against the team, I mean, this was the Atlanta Falcons who were going into it zero and two. You know, they were one and one going in. They should have gone into this with the sole intention of giving Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny as much work as they could possibly handle. No, hoping man. one of these no, talented guys. Travis Homer got in one. there too. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I saw somebody post apparently in like week two, uh, uh, Pete Carroll ran like a, one of like those full house formations where there's literally three running backs. Yeah, in the back I saw, field. I know what you're going to say. It's, yeah. it's like the dude's trolling us. I, <laughs> and they did a, they did a halfback toss. Uh, they, they let DJ Dallas throw the ball and he threw a pick. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. idiot! Andrew threw it by like five yards. Just Pete yeah. just chewing, just, just like over there chewing gum in the dust. Just... <laughs> He's ridiculous, man. <laughs> All right, we got a uh, we got power through the last three though. We're over time, but dude, Tampa Bay uh, versus the Packers here was a brutal game, fourteen to twelve. The rest, the next three games we're going to talk about were brutal for fantasy, really. Uh, but it's ugly for Tampa Bay right now. I mean, they've got nobody. The offensive line is battered up. You know, Russell Gage is breaking surf, surf, like Microsoft surfaces. Well, he's without his top yeah, three right. receivers, guys. Two of them, right? Yeah. Well, he's the one who yeah, chose no. to pick a fight with Marshawn Lattimore. Should have known that would be Mike Evans' like <laughs> cue card to come I'm in doing. from the top ropes. <laughs> he tagged him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I- no. Yeah. This is going to be bad, I think, until, until they can get a little uh, healthier. Like they'll sort of like, Maintain even keel. Mike Evans is on the way. Chris yeah. Godwin is on the way. So it might happen sooner than happen later. Julio. Julio and Godwin There's... practiced today, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Limited fashion for Godwin. Limited for Julio. Okay, but they are back on the practice field, which is good. If yeah, if considering they get healthy, I still think there's a lot of fantasy value eventually. But it just who knows how long it takes here. Yeah, like you said uh, last week that they were considering having um like shutting julio down basically right like sending him in for surgery they had a, a they had an option where they either had to try to let him work through it or <laughs> just shut him down because he could have opted for a season and at this point at this point like i mean like you got to respect you got to respect the gamer but like julio is going to have trouble walking later in life man. <laughs> like you need to get him off the field right I, I don't know if he makes enough of an impact to warrant him playing through this injury <laughs> because he's going to get hurt again sooner or later. It just seems like it's inevitable. He'll probably never be healthy again, unfortunately, you know, basically right. what we expected. Yeah. The bigger story here in this game was uh, Romeo dubs or Dobbs, whatever we want to say, but he had the breakout game here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Christian uh, Watson, yeah. 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 He took advantage of uh, Sammy Watkins and Christian Watkins absence and, mm-hmm. uh, showed up what was the target share looking like uh, eight targets um 89 of snaps he was eight for 73 and a touchdown yeah so he basically stepped in and was like the wide receiver one for the team oh sure with alan lazard with alan lazard, with alan lazard and randall cobb both out there yeah right lazard kind of took a backseat to him actually and i expect that to continue going forward most likely yeah i mean i think so and like this was like this was like one of my um you know like whenever we were in uh like rookie rookie draft season this is one of my like rookie draft hot takes was that Dobbs would outperform Watson and I think that if you have a guy I I think that if you have a guy that's more like polished like and he's and he's and he's out there running routes and the guy that needs time to develop is unable to stay on the field uh, Mm -hmm. that this could be something that we continue to see going forward wait Dylan did you draft Watson uh in one of our leagues yeah yeah you're just like twisting the dagger there <laughs> no 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 i don't know why i thought i remember dylan like being kind of pro watson and defending him a couple of times i, and I he was just, no yeah, i was definitely on, in on the upside on there, the season, sure. i think he was but yeah. when once i realized he was dealing with that injury i kind of jumped off the ship but 
Um, yeah, I, I do see like some upside in the future, but if Dubs is coming in and going to be the guy, then, you know, obviously that, that kind of throws a wrench in things for Christian Watson. He's really just right. being used as a gadget guy, even when he's out on the field. Like, yeah, they gave him a couple like, rounds yeah. last time. Yeah. yeah. Dude, then the Sunday night game was brutal. 11 to 10, Broncos just edged out the Niners at home. One of the worst games I've seen. One ever. of the worst games I've seen. Dude, the only so question bad. is do the Broncos ever get this right this season? Will they write the ship here? I don't are know, man. Are they two? They're two and one. They're finding ways to win. Just for fantasy, it's been awful. Outside of Corlin Sutton. So Sutton is one of the my guys that has paid off so far. And definitely after this game, he's uh, ahead of Judy in the pecking order. For you know, sure. Judy with two catches for 17 yards. Sutton had another near 100-yard game, 10 targets, yeah. 30% Sutton, target share just about. Sutton at this point, I'll say, is the absolute clear leader. Like, this is, this is I think, like a my guy hit. I think he's going to continue to be the leader there. Uh, he is, like we mentioned earlier, um, near tops in, in the NFL in terms of uh, air yard and air yard share. And then I saw, I saw a list of the top 10 in terms of first read share. And Sutton, Sutton was like sixth or so there. So like he's yeah. he's like he's the first read in the offense. Um, uh, I think it was like thirty eight percent of the time, something like that. He's getting um, all the targets I want. The the question I have is, can Russ actually throw touchdowns? He's had two touchdowns through three weeks because you know a lot of those are going to go to Sutton if he ends up doing it. If they have a high touchdown rate, it just hasn't happened, you know. But he's doing it off of targets and and air yards alone for fantasy. I mean. You got to think it's going to get better. I mean, because Russ has been so good over his career. <laughs> I believe it right. Will. And like, we don't have any reason. Like, the only injury he's ever had is the finger. You remember? You remember? Yeah. <laughs> Last yeah. year. But that's not something that like sticks around. So, like, the sense I get, and I think this is pretty obvious at uh, this point, is that it's like a coaching and scheme issue. Right. Coaching and, issue. Like, yeah. And if like that can get figured out, which, you know, who knows? Like, I, don't, I don't even know how to start to like analyze that. But just in terms of players on the field, I think there's enough there. Like Russ is Russ. I don't think there's any reason to think that he's just done. No, I don't think so. I, I think it'll I do think it'll get fixed. I just hope it happens sooner than later. Um, I am going to go out on a limb here and say that after three weeks, I think one of the worst draft picks people made this this year was Javante Williams. Yeah, because Melvin like Gordon is just one around there. Melvin Gordon is just way too involved, and it wasn't even like week one where Javante got those crazy amount of targets. Melvin Melvin got five catches, thirty yards in this game. Melvin's taking the the goal line carries. He's eating into the receiving work. He's just he they're they're just dead set on using them like one A one B. Like they're they're going to use it like that. The exact yeah, it's the same, same as last year. Last it's the same year. as last year. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Same as last year. You had you had you had twelve attempts from Melvin Gordon, fifteen attempts for Javante. In this mm-hmm. game. I mean, how disappointing is that? I mean, even the people that were the biggest Melvin Gordon truthers, I don't think they would have predicted that. I think most people thought Williams was going to take, uh, you know, yeah, and look at the efficiency difference. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. They're just dead set on using it. God, so that offense has to get better. I'm with Cameron. I can't. I, it I can't agree. look like this all year. It will. Russ will make it happen. I have confidence in the Hall of Famer. You know, he's such a great quarterback. Right. On the 49ers side, really not much to say. Kittle got healthy. Didn't have a big game, but I still start Samuel and Kittle going forward, of course. Jeff Wilson's getting involved. He's a good oh, had a decent game. He started off really hot. Yeah, eight targets. He caught a touchdown. So 
He's a, you know, he's a flex consideration type of guy for sure. And then on Monday night, you got the Giants Cowboys. Uh, uh, Sterling Shepard tears his ACL here. Kenny Galladay. Just jogging. Poor guy, man. Poor the guy. man was having a light jog. <laughs> I know. And the turf <laughs> got him, man. He was phoning that route in so hard. He was just like, <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't mean to laugh because it, I mean, but no, just looking at no, it, it's no, like, yeah. good Lord, like how cursed can one man be? It's brutal. And he knew it. And that's the thing too. He knew it so immediately. You could see by the look on his face, the way he was aggressively, you know, hand slapping everybody <laughs> around him. He just knew like it just had, he had the look on his face, like a guy whose career's over yeah. really like, uh, I thought, dude, I thought it was going to happen last year when the tore the uh, Achilles and I can't believe he came back and then to tear the ACL within three games. That's awful. But dude, uh, what to do with the Giants here? Kenny Galladay is awful. They're talking about possibly <laughs> trading him. Galladay is willing to eat a large. <laughs> no one's gonna trade Are they? Are they? Is there yeah, Kenny yeah, yeah. Galladay trade rumors? There's a report that, that Galladay will want to. I'll never forget the stiffness a of a mannequin. <laughs> Running routes with the stiffness of a mannequin. Don't forget he ain't balls none. With the hands of a mannequin. Here lies Kenny he Galladay. Ain't none. He ain't yeah. none. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> he got out there on like a couple snaps. And he got three targets, and he looked <sighs> so awful on those targets. He like dropped passes, <laughs> with the running routes. Like Man. he just can't play in the NFL anymore. I'm just I'm like put him. yourself in the shoes of Brian Dayball trying to make something happen with this wide receiver room. <laughs> like you've oh, got, you have you you've have got, the guy who you've cares got more KG about rapping. phoning it in. Here's the thing: <laughs> the guy who cares more about rapping, the guy who can't stay on the field at all to save his life. Dude, it's it's time for a joke is wild segment here because <laughs> oh no pick up. no. I, I think so. No, I picked him up. up I picked him up in our league. Like he's yeah, a good waiver wire ad, honestly. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, this is a, I'm ready. A, yeah, sorry, you go. I mean, I'm ready to get hurt again. Like that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. This is exactly what happened last year to start, though. He like barely got involved because he wasn't in the offseason program at all. Then week four and five, he broke out, gets hurt. Dude, if he's healthy, you'd have to imagine he's gonna be on the field. And if it's not him, it's probably going to be Wandell Robinson. So I'd pick up one or the other, honestly, with some hopes that they could be the number one target there. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points to be had out of that wide receiver core in general. But I don't think it's going to be Richie James rest of season. You know, we know who he is. He's like a career special teamer that's just gotten this opportunity and, you know, been okay with it, but not really doing a lot. Yeah, well, lucky for the Giants, they have – the absolute truth in the backfield, Saquon Barkley, number one in the NFL in terms of running back snap share, number two in opportunity share, number three in weighted opportunities, uh, 18% target share. Just feed this guy the rock. Let's so, like, let's see if we can get a let's see if we can get a thousand thousand season going. I'm gonna take he's carrying the mantle for the entire running back position at this point. He's 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 our last yeah. hope. My bold he's take, the my bold take in the offseason, Saquon Barkley finishes as the RB1. So it's gonna far, happen. It's, it's gonna happen, man. It's looking like that. Like he's the clear number one in the league right 20, now. Twenty-two point six fantasy points uh, uh, per game through three weeks. Most importantly, I think he just looks fully back. Like he, looks he does, like I think take one. I think I think like maybe the only thing he's missing is like just like one 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 hundredth off of his forty or something. Like, <laughs> but everything and you can else, do without that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, like, there's plenty of room there, you know. Still, like, um, one of the all-time great running backs with that, <laughs> without that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. 
And then on the Dallas side, um, things continuing to be bad for Zeke. I mean, he got in the end zone here and saved his day a little bit. He sucks so bad. <laughs> one target. Against- I'm the, I must be the only one that thinks that Zeke looks okay. He like, looks okay. He's, he looks okay. He looks he's, okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's not as Pollard looks like a superstar. Right. Like he's not as explosive as uh, Pollard, but I think that Zeke's still a serviceable power back, which is why they continue to use him. So through three weeks, Pollard is RB24, Zeke is RB38. And Zeke, right. only one target here. On the year, he has three catches for negative five yards. So I'm mean, not getting it in this game, dude. It's not good. You, you eight know, yards 15, per carry for Pollard. If 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 Zeke is going to be like 15 carries, four yards a carry, and one target every single week, like he's not going to be startable. Even like, I, you no, know, I don't, things get I don't think that you can start really either of these guys. Uh, oh, they're splitting. Can. They're splitting time on a on a bad offense. It's it's it's, it's similar to the uh, like Seattle situation. Yeah, it, and similar, similar to Miami. Right. What'd you say? Ian? Yeah. I said Pollard was zero reception. Surprising. No, I think you nailed it earlier, Dylan. It, it's, it's very reminiscent of the James Robinson and ETN situation. Um, the difference is James Robinson is actually good creating place, but James Robinson and ETN are actually like creating uh, or James Robinson is creating plays for himself, be it wide open holds or what have you, or he's actually like housing these 30, 40 yard runs. Um, Zeke hasn't really had any of that happen. But it's just so it's so clear that Pollard is just ridiculously explosive. I mean, he had like three different plays where he was one guy ankle tackling him away from just like taking it to the crib. You know, he has the speed and the agility and the explosiveness to do it. Yeah, it's it's just going to be a frustrating situation. I think Pollard is definitely flexible. Because yeah, I've, I've been flexing him in and I've been fine with it. I've been happy with it as a low end RB2. I'll take it. With right. Zeke, Zeke ever gets out, then he will be a top 10 guy. But yeah, he just looks so much more explosive. I mean, we've been saying it for years now, but literally he had like a 40 yard run in this game. He had, he had a hundred yards on 13 carries. Uh, Zeke is not doing that. I mean, he looks fine. Zeke does, but he's not even close to the same player he used to be. And yeah, he's Zeke, like, like for in order for them to like stop playing Zeke in uh, Dallas, he would have to look absolutely horrible. And like, he, he definitely did. Like, I think he's like up above five yards of carry right now. Like even if that he, doesn't work, dude, like if he even plays year. like decently, they're going to continue to give him the ball. Like that 4.4 like, yards. Yeah. He did that last year. It didn't work. They still gave him the ball. Exactly. Like yeah. look horrible. Like, right. no, there's nothing that will stop Zeke from getting the ball. Yeah. But they're giving the him the ball less 15. than they were last year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Pollard. Mm-hmm. Pollard is getting what I'm uh, like. What I like to see through three weeks now is that CD Lamb is absolutely not dead. Uh, I thought I thought that yeah. after Dak went down week one and he looked so bad that mm-hmm. uh, we could be heading down a really dark path for CD Lamb, and he did have that maybe drop. the most uh, like horrendous drop, the most egregious drop. Like, oh, yeah, like right he should have had basket. like yeah, like he should have had like sixty yards and a touchdown more. On this line, but it ended it, up being very. It good. wasn't. It wasn't even like in the fourth quarter. It wasn't even like a drop where you see it go off of like their fingers, or whatever. It was a drop where he was looking at the ball all the way into his chest. He was trying it to bounces like off catch. of so his bad. chest, and then like two seconds later, he reacts with his hands. It was like he had like the like reflexes of like roadkill. It was literally <laughs> on the run, on the run, perfectly put right in the breadbasket, and he just bounces off, and then he goes, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." 
But oh well, I mean, he beasted that one drive where he just took over though. Monster, that that touchdown went alpha was, style, was thing of beauty. Yeah, and, and he's then doing he alpha targets though, and you know, obviously play him going forward. Yeah, right. And he's and he's. I mean, like this is like the upside case that we thought might be there for CD is that like he has a thirty four percent target share through three weeks, forty two percent air yards share. Like this is exactly what you want to see. So uh, if anybody is still low on him, I doubt it after this after this well, week but um yeah he he's he's he, you know like i think that it's i think that it's going to happen for him this year yeah and i think it'll only get better when dak comes back week one and week two were probably your window to buy him in redraft and dynasty because now he just looks good and it's happening and they have no one else like dalton schultz is missing time it's just hey, noah him and brown noah brown a top 25 wide receiver what's that noah brown no He's a top twenty-five wide receiver. Right now. He's been a, a he's been a guy. If you picked off off your waivers, he's been a fine like flex play when needed. He's getting. Oh, CD Lamb is down to wide receiver twelve in Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, he was like he dropped down to like fifteen. And... That's like where oh, he should be. Twelve is like where he should be, though. I think. I don't know. He'll go back up. Yeah, he'll probably go closer to like seven or eight Jesus sooner or later. Waddle. Waddle wide receivers three. three. I hate right. you, Cameron. <laughs> I hate you so much. Come and get him, boy. He sold a home a home girl. Every time, every time, every time he freaking freaking picks somebody up, they have to just skyrocket. Well, DJ Moore dropped. Except for Allen Robinson. I know. Yeah, yeah except for Allen Robinson. Yeah. How's that mid first? How's that mid 2023 first coming, buddy? Cameron's taking a few hits this year in that league. That team, it's not quite what it was last year for sure. 90 190 90 that's how it's gone for me yeah anything else to mention here though i think that just about covers it i think we covered it yeah sorry about our my guys uh, <laughs> no. sorry i mean take solace in uh our hollywood brown and Coral. oh yeah sorry, oh, yeah. sorry about alan robinson sorry, sorry about alan robinson sorry about etn Sorry about Chase I'm not Edmonds. Say sorry about Mike Williams yet. I still think he has a fine season, but he's not going to be. No, able- we're all, we're going one at a time here. We 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 I'll all say sorry about one. ETN. Sorry. sorry for ETN. Sorry for Alan Robinson. Sorry for Chase Edmonds. We'll hold out hope on our other two, but Trey we're cutting Lance. bait. Trey Lance is just an active god. Trey Lance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance doesn't <laughs> count. I mean, even though he did great. suck. I mean, I'll count it as a one game. <laughs> really, it was a win. He would have been good. What? But- he had like he had like thirteen <laughs> points through six quarters or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm just messing around. But yeah, guys, make sure to like and subscribe. We got Miami Cincinnati tonight, Thursday night football. Looking forward to that. I'll have to get in Cameron's DM. Be a good game. I'll have to get in your DMs, Cameron. Trade your Tyree Kill before this matchup. Let's we do it. Twenty four hours. <laughs> they got a deal done. I forgot. Cracking. All right. But make sure to throw your comments below. Let us know how your teams are doing, which guys, um, you know, which uh, my guys you were on onto, just like with us that have absolutely crushed your hopes and dreams this year. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys. See ya. See ya.